Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. This is my top five Alfred Hitchcock films. I am a fan of Alfred Hitchcock. I haven't watched all of his films. Uh, let me read this uh, for those that aren't familiar with who Alfred Hitchcock is. Alfred Joseph Hitchcock was an English filmmaker widely regarded as one of the most influential figure figures in the history of cinema. In a career spanning six decades, he's directed over 50 feature films, many of which are still widely watched and studied today. I am attempting to boil down 60 years of films, 50 films, into a top five list. Now, have I watched all 50 films? No, I have not. Have I watched the majority of his films? No, I have not. I haven't even watched half of his films. Uh, I may have seen 15 to 20 Alfred Hitchcock films. I watched as many Alfred Hitchcock movies as possible. I narrowed my list down of movies to watch from, from multiple top 10 lists. Most of his movies that were recommended on many lists that are available online, I went off of those lists and watched as many as I could, as many as that were available to me, which there are many available uh, and narrowed it down. Thankfully, I'm only having to do five movies. So, <clears throat> you know, it got to a point where I had my list, and then I was just watching movies to see if they were better than the five that were on my list, and I couldn't find any. I do have to say, I do enjoy Alfred Hitchcock's later work than his earlier work, uh, and there is a difference. There was a, a shift in his work when he left one production company uh, and, and started working for another one. I think Rope may have been the first uh, of the movies in this new production company that allowed him to do new things. Uh, and uh, I enjoy those movies, the newer ones, better. I did go back and rewatch some of the older ones, and they're great. They're, they're all very similar. A lot of mysteries, a lot of suspense, obviously. is the master of suspense. Uh, a lot of espionage romance murder theft a lot of people stealing money out of safes uh, a lot of people planning murders uh, a lot of that stuff and it, it's it was fun it was fun getting into a bunch of movies that i had not seen uh, a big blind spot of mine was alfred hitchcock films of course there was a, a couple classics that i had seen but there were a bunch of classics that i had not seen uh and some that i revisited and and loved even more the second viewing uh, so let's get into it with my top five Alfred Hitchcock films. Starting off with number five, this is a movie that came out. Uh, this was one of his black and white. I think colorized. I don't know. Uh, but this movie came out in 1954. Coming at number five is Dial M for Murder. Uh, I really do enjoy this. A former tennis star arranges the murder of his uh, adulterer's wife. Adulterous wife because it's his wife. <laughs> it's kind of like a whodunit movie, but you see it from the perspective of the person who's planning it all out. Um, and he's not going to be committing the murder, he's getting somebody else to, mur 
do the murder and everything goes awry and it's like trying to improvise off script to cover things up as the plan the original plan uh just fell apart i really love it a lot of his movies they wrap up i really love they wrap up right at the end and then the movie ends uh, there's the conclusion of these movies is instantaneous, and I, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, all of them, the credits roll at the beginning of the movie, so you're not watching a bunch of credits roll. It's just like, oh, here we go. We got gotcha. and then and then the end, uh, which I appreciate that. But this Dial M for Murder is a lot of fun. Uh, it's a fun mystery, uh, you know, despite you know how it ends, but how watching the the investigator – and the other people put everything together is brilliant, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I watched it a second time for this, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, came in at number five, and uh, yeah, Dial M for Murder, my fifth favorite Hitchcock film. Moving on to my fourth favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. This one came out only a few years later, a movie I had never seen but it has the iconic image of a man running away from an airplane. Right? Just like, what is that all about? This movie came out in 1959. I'm talking about coming in at number four, North by Northwest, a New York City advertising executive goes on a run, goes on the run after being mistaken for a government agent by a group of foreign spies and falls for a woman whose loyalties he begins to doubt. Uh, this movie has is kind of a crazy ride. Uh, it has some great suspense moments for sure. There's a scene where he's like trying to pass a message to her. She doesn't even know he's there and he's trying to pass a message to her that's written on the inside of a uh, matchbook and it's it's intense it's intense uh and it's great the there's problems i have with this movie is the fact that the he him investigating he like he gets mistaken for somebody at the beginning of this movie which was planned he was planned he's like a patsy he's a fall a fall guy but he's investigating why they think he's somebody else and in his investigation of trying to find out who this other guy is to prove his innocence, he digs himself deeper and deeper into making it believable that he is that guy that they are looking for, uh, which is kind of great, which is kind of great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It ends with a fun chase scene on Mount Rushmore, uh, which, you know, you can't, can't beat that. Uh, but, yeah, coming in at number four is the 1959 classic, North by Northwest, a movie that I had never seen, and I'm glad I finally got around to doing it, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high-quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right. This is not bad for the environment. This is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor Show and promote it 
out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of The Ray Taylor Show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. Uh, so moving on to my third favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. This is another movie that I had never seen before. Watched it for the first time. It is a simple movie. It is minimalistic, and I actually appreciated that as well. Uh, so coming in at number three from 1948 is Rope. Uh, this movie, simple, one shot. I appreciate that. Based on a play, uh, I believe, which adds, I mean, it feels like it could easily have been a play, adds to the, it, the ability to, for it to be a one shot, takes place in a single apartment, uh, and it has that great one shot thing where, like, the camera pauses on somebody's back to add in another cut. Uh, great performance by James Stewart. Uh, this movie is kind of crazy. Uh, it's two men attempt to prove they committed the perfect crime by hosting a dinner party after strangling their former classmate to death. Uh, it's obviously suspense because they're trying to... They are playing with fire. They are trying to hide this body in plain sight in a lot of ways. And the fact that they are almost uncovered so many times throughout is amazing. The discussions they have, very, very interesting. There is, like, this comparison of murder to art. There's a lot of great artwork on the walls, by the way, as well. Uh, I, there's a view of the skyline that changes throughout this movie that's obviously a, a fabricated skyline. It's clearly this is done in a studio, but I do enjoy the view. It was... A movie that I also watched while recording myself. I recorded a reaction video that I haven't put out yet. Uh, but I had reactions to this movie. Because there's moments where it's like a rope is sticking out of a cupboard. And they don't notice it. Or they're about to open the, the, the chest. And like they, they just almost stop. Uh, it's pretty crazy. And there's also, in the discussions, this movie... If you were to t if I were to find out that this movie is what inspired the purge I wouldn't be surprised because the discussion these kids have of you know they calling it art how like how they value certain lives more than others they're like definitely more of the elitist type of people who don't value the lower class of people and how Life would be better if we were able to just execute, uh, you know, lower class people, people that don't add to society. Something that a lot of wealthy people, the way they talk about homeless in a lot of ways still to this day. Um, and they discuss like, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a day where you could just legally murder the people that you, you think would be expendable, right? Like the purge. Uh, I really love this movie. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I, you know, very stressful. S James Stewart's great in it. And uh, the, the minimalist style of the movie, the fact that it's one take, was very artistically done, I would say. I love a minimalist movie. Uh, you know, very simple, interesting conversations. And, uh, you know, ultimately these two guys that are constantly playing with fire uh, end up getting burned. And uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I really enjoyed it. Obviously, it's my number three.
favorite movie. It it really like the story connected with me more than Dial M for Murder or North by Northwest just because it was so simple and so self-contained and even with that minimalism was able to really extract different emotions out of me throughout and uh, I really appreciated it for that. So coming in at number three is Rope. Moving on to my second favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie of all time. This is a movie that I have seen, uh, I saw a long time ago. Didn't really remember it. I mean, obviously I remember parts of it. There was a remake of this movie that was made that uh, I, you know, didn't really enjoy. I wouldn't mind actually going back to that remake and uh, comparing it. Uh, but in going back and re-watching this movie for this ranking that I'm doing, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Such a great movie. Uh, and that movie coming in at number two is the 1960 classic Psycho. Uh, a Phoenix secretary embezzles $40,000 from her employer's client, goes on the run, and checks into a remote motel run by a young man under the uh, domination of his mother. Run by a young man under the domination of his mother. And uh, it's kind of an interesting movie how everybody gets sucked into this vortex of the Bates Motel. Right? Like, it, it starts off about this woman who steals this money trying to run away to be with the, her lover who's, who's in a marriage. You know, very similar themes to a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies, embezzling, uh, infidelity. Uh, running away, getting away. Uh, but this one, you know, definitely also has the suspense, but also has the horror, which not a lot of horror. I mean, I guess birds, not great. Spoilers, not on the list. Uh, does not hold up. It's, it's kind of funny, it's birds. Uh, but this one's insane how, like, everything, everybody just keeps getting sucked into this vortex of death at the Bates Motel. Uh, and it also is interesting seeing, uh, seeing uh, what's his name, Norman Bates, how damaged he is, how much trauma he's under, and how that messed with him because he's somebody that grew up and never left the motel. Like, he's a guy homeschooled. Like, you see that with homeschooled people, maybe not as psychotic as this guy is. But there is, like, a definitely a thing that happens with people that grow up in a very sheltered reality. You see this with Mormons a lot too, I've noticed, uh, where they are very detached from a lot of things. And, you know, it, it definitely makes it easier. A lot of them are religious also. It makes them easier to be controlled in a lot of ways. Norman Bates, controlled by his mom, but obviously knowing this movie, how it ends... Uh, seeing how he was unable to let go of his mother in a lot of ways and keeping her alive in a lot of ways, uh, how that is just due to like this massive trauma that he must have, you know, like just to see it psychologically from his end, how damaged he was anyway, uh, like that is he is the byproduct of that damaged and sheltered existence growing up. And then to have this woman get sucked in, Miss Crane, 
hiding, you know, trying to avoid getting caught and then falling victim to Norman Bates. And then all of the people that are following her, trying to investigate, trying to find her, them themselves getting sucked into this vortex of, of murder and uh, craziness is great. And how it ends at the police station with Norman Bates. And I wouldn't even hurt a fly. I'm just going to be here nice and quiet. Uh, so great. Such an epic movie. Such And I, again, uh, the, the remake, the shot for shot remake, I would kind of like to go back and revisit that uh, after having seen this. Uh, it would be a different perspective. Because when I had watched the remake, I think it had probably been at least a decade since I had watched this movie. And um, and even when she's like running away, how effortless it is for her to buy a car. And even like the cop that's chasing after doesn't really do anything. It's like this movie, you could not make this movie modern day because that's not how the police operate. That's not you can't just buy cars like that effortlessly, like even buying it from an independent dealer. It's, you know, anyway, uh, but for the time. I buy it. I buy it. And it's, it's great. It's such a great movie. Uh, so that's why it's coming in at number two. Not my favorite, but definitely close. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces. That's right. I am also an artist. I do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces. A new face, a new painting gets released every single day over at InspiredDisorder.com. So head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. Buy original art. Buy prints if that's your jam. If you want 8x10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself. Select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form. You go to inspiredisorder.com, you buy original artwork, you buy prints, you buy shirts, you're supporting an artist directly. And if you're the type of person that likes to invest in NFTs, there are also NFTs available for select faces. Go to inspiredisorder.com now. And now let's get back to the show. So moving on to my number one, my favorite Alfred Hitchcock film of all time. Uh, it's a movie that I watched for the first time at the beginning of the pandemic. So only maybe a couple years ago, I had seen the remakes of this movie. This movie has been remade a few times and I do enjoy the remakes, uh, but I enjoy the original quite more. Uh, and I don't know if this is based on a book. I know there's one of the remakes is based on a book that's kind of the same story. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, coming in at number one, my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. This is just a movie that, like, there's a lot of all of the ingredients in this movie I absolutely love. And it's a very personal reason why I love this movie and why it's at number one. Uh, so coming in at number one, my favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie is the 1954 classic Rear Window, again, starring the one, the only, James Stewart. Uh, also, Grace Kelly is in this movie. Uh, this is a movie, uh, let me read the description here. A wheelchair-bound photographer spies on his neighbors from his Greenwich Village courtyard apartment window and becomes 
convinced one of them has committed murder, despite the uh, skepticism of his fashion model girlfriend. Uh, the neighbors, all of the characters are super interesting. The location, I wish I lived there. I want to live there. I love living in a city. I've, you know, I've lived near downtown areas in San Diego and Denver a couple times, and I absolutely love that lifestyle. I love being able to just walk down the street and to get to everything you would need to get to, shops, movie theaters, uh, restaurants, all kinds of things in walking distance. Would love that lifestyle again. And the aesthetic, I love it. The neighbors are really fun. Like there's the neighbors that sleep out on the, the uh, fire escape. Uh, you have that, that let their dog out. They put their little dog in a basket and then they lower the basket to the ground for the dog to go do its business. And then the dog, they let the dog back in. Love that. You have one of the neighbors is like a dancer. Another neighbor is like a pianist who's like making music. There's one neighbor downstairs who's a sculptor. Obviously, James Stewart plays a photographer who's like this action junkie guy who got injured while he was on uh, uh, assignment doing some photographing thing. And he got injured and he's laid up and he's just like itching for excitement. And it's like he stumbles into like thinking like he's wrong about his assumptions, but also kind of right in his assumptions of something nefarious going on. Uh, and his girlfriend is so, like, desperate to fit in and desperate to prove that she can hang with him, right, his lifestyle. So she's, like, encouraged to do things that she shouldn't be doing, putting herself in danger when she shouldn't be. It is great. The, the twists and turns, the, the momentum shifts in this movie, I absolutely love it. How it ends is great. Uh, the nurse that comes in to help him out, how she predicts how he's just going to get himself in trouble when, of course, that's like the most blatant foreshadowing of what's going to happen in this movie. Uh, just such a fun movie, such interesting characters. Obviously, the fact that he's an artist in some way, creative. He's surrounded by a bunch of creative people, very interesting characters. And just that idea of like just forming narratives, people watching is so much fun another great thing to do when you're in a city you know i would loved in denver i loved going to this one hot dog spot i'd sit down get a hot dog or a burger get a beer and just stare out at colfax street if anybody's been to denver and knows colfax you know what i'm talking about there's a lot of interesting people that walk up and down that street and it is just so much fun coming up with narratives just giving backstories to people uh and and for this guy being laid up who's an action junkie and taken out of the action to, you know, in his head, really kind of chasing the dragon, uh, finding the excitement in his own backyard. I loved it. I love this movie so much. It's so much fun. It's a place like I want to be there. I want to live in that apartment. One of those apartments. I want to, ah, oh, one of these days, man, one of these days, if I'm able to make money, and to, to find some success in some ways, and I have the opportunity to afford to live in an apartment in a city again, I would love to do that. I would do it in a heartbeat. I don't care how small the apartment is. Uh, but yeah, I, I really love this movie. It's so much fun. And even the remakes are a lot of fun. Like the, the um, 
is it called Rear Window? I forget the one with Shia LaBeouf where he's on like house arrest, but it's in the suburbs. Uh, then there's also Woman in the Window, which is the Netflix movie that really feels like a complete just copy, which doesn't make any sense. Like they're in a city, but like instead of a courtyard, she's looking at people across the street and like they go and they introduce themselves like they're in a city, but they're acting like they're in the suburbs. Like it doesn't really fit. I like the Shia LaBeouf one, though. That, that was a fun movie. That one I watched first. I had never seen this movie and then recently watched this movie. It's like, oh, this one, this one's better. And, and I relate to it. It like it, it connects with me specifically more. Uh, so number one is 1954 Rear Window. One more time. This is my top five Alfred Hitchcock films. Starting off with number five is Dial M for Murder. Number four is North by Northwest. Number three is Rope. Number two is Psycho. And my number one favorite Alfred Hitchcock film of all time is Rear Window. Let me know how you would rank. What are your top Alfred Hitchcock films, your top five, your top ten, your number one, whatever it is. If you have one that I did not mention, obviously there's a lot of uh, honorable mentions that I didn't at all talk about. There's way too many. Uh, but definitely recommend them in the comments. Hit me up on social media. I will watch them if I haven't. Uh, there are a few that weren't available, but uh, these were the Stone Cold classics that just had to be on my list. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fun and a treat. And maybe I'll do a separate top five of, like, early Alfred Hitchcock movies, since those, I think, would be would work better in a category of themselves, like 31 or 39 Steps, Sabotage, things like that. Uh, so, anyway, watch some Alfred Hitchcock. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.